What's going on guys? Welcome back to the break room. Make sure to punch your ticket and clock out. Today is Sunday, August 2nd, and I want to welcome you guys back to another episode of the Pre-Market Roast with your hosts, Sebastian and Zach Cassio. What's going on guys? Welcome back. Another episode. Welcome back to the break room. Nice to have you guys here. Um, guess we'll get right into it for you guys. Uh, we'll go over our three picks from last week as well as our bonus stock of the week. So Zach, you want to start us off? Yeah, so the one that we came out with, the first one was RigNet, ticker R-N-E-T. Um, on the week, it really didn't perform how we wanted it to. It kind of ended up just selling off pretty much the whole week with a little bit of jumps here and there. But I don't think it's really – we've seen maybe it found support in low 230s. We're really begging on the uh, terms to come out on that contract. That's going to be the real kicker for this stock to get it up and running because they did come out with that huge governor partnership. But until we really know how much it's worth for them, it's really hard for investors to get in and hold it long-term when we really don't know how much money is actually going to be coming out of that contract. But 20 year potential with the U S government, I'm still holding it still on my watch list every single day. I definitely suggest that you guys keep an eye on this. Maybe even, if you see it get low, just throw a little bit in there every time you see it get low and then just wait for those terms to come out because once they come out, this thing's going up and I don't think it's coming back down to these levels. I personally even doubled down and picked up some more shares down at that 230 support that we saw uh, you know, at the end of the week there. So this company definitely, I mean, if you guys listened to the podcast last Sunday, uh, cybersecurity has been a big pressing issue recently in the times we're in. So, you know, anything that has potential to be working with the U.S. government and to, to lock down security for our countries is going to be a great potential stock. So definitely a hold uh, for us, um, you know, not a not a dump or anything to run away from. This is still a solid company with great catalysts uh, down the line for them. And I'll go ahead and just go into our next stock pick of the week, which was Biochrist, ticker symbol BCRX. And they kind of ended up on the week going down 10%. Uh, not really a lot of action that we were looking for. Um, we were looking for a lot of more catalysts and updates, you know, on their phase two studies, but nothing really did come out. And so we really kind of just saw a sell off, but then we kind of saw a little bit of support and we're hoping that it might as well turn the corner. Um, I still have her on my watch list uh, just in case she does make a run back to where she came from. Um, but, you know, she she just really didn't want to go. She didn't want to go the way we wanted her to, but it looks like she found support around the fours, and we're hoping that she finds her way back to where she was in the early early July, uh, in the mid fives and, and low sixes. Exactly, and it did sell off this week, and I mean, it's kind of like when we came out with the Questive, we kind of called it out on the way down, and we didn't really know where the support was, but there's solid fundamentals behind the stocks. They've got a nice pipeline going, and that's the same thing going on with BioCrisp right here, so it's still going down trying to find for that support, so that's why I've kind of just been loading up as it goes down. I'll, I'll slowly add in more shares to my position to lower my average down, and I hope everyone's doing the same because this is going to do probably exactly what Equestive did, which is right when they get that jump, it's going to be a big jump and it's going to be easy money to just get in and get out of. These, unfortunately, we like we love the stocks that when we come out and call them out, we can get in them the next morning and they run 20, 30%. Unfortunately, that just doesn't happen with all of them. So that's when you start being a little more 
strategical with your trades and making sure that you can average down as the support's going down and then wait for that big jump where it goes above your average and then make that quick profit and boom, move on to the next one. And so, I mean, right now it literally looks like it's finding great support in the low fours. We'll hope that next week we really get that nice run up fresh week. A lot of earnings are coming out for these companies. I think BioCrist actually is coming out with their earnings on Thursday this week. So there might be some pre-hype before the earnings. There might be a lot of hype after the earnings, depending on what they talk about and the updates that they give on their, on their drug trials and all that stuff. So just like the last one, RigNet, this is also another stock that we're going to be looking at this week because it really – we feel like now it's might have found the floor more than ever and that's the best sign is when you think that they have the floor then you know that from here on out it's pretty much just upside coming exactly and this is a big week in general for the biopharmaceutical sector uh like zach said and as well you guys will see in uh, another another one of our picks it's a big week of earnings for um you know those sectors that are are coming out with new drug candidates new uh new treatments so this might be a big week for the market itself. We'll see how the whole sector reacts uh, to earnings and how they've been doing during these COVID times. So that'll definitely have an impact on which way uh, BioCris f- starts to find and, and if she'll start her reversal back upwards. Exactly. And then I think the next one that we called out on last Sunday was Northern Dynasty Minerals, ticker symbol NAK, <clears throat> and as well as the other gold stocks and silver stocks going up. This kind of had that same run, and then last week, gold almost met, <clears throat> almost found its roof, and then I feel like I actually saw that the gold I think hit two thousand an ounce. This post market, the futures are going up on on gold, which means gold's going to be probably even continuing that uptrend this week. I mean, analysts are still coming out and thinking it's going to hit five thousand an ounce on gold, which means there's still more than a hundred percent upside here, and with this new project going on in Alaska with NAK that could potentially be one of the biggest mines in the U.S. That's a lot of upside. That's going to be a lot of revenue coming in for this company, especially not even with gold, with copper, with silver, everything else that they're mining out of this Pebble project. It's going to be a big catalyst for this company. And they made a huge jump off 151, ran all the way to 176 at close, pulled back a little bit, but not as low as it was when it jumped. And then it went up a little bit the next day. So this week, we're really going to be looking for it to continue that uptrend. It's got super strong support in the high 150s right now. So I think right now we might see it go retest that two level this week. So this is going to be like the other two. This is still on our watch list. I think that all three of these stocks, we kind of got to watch them this last week, see them find their support. And now we're way more validated with our entry points. And now we're ready for them to start going up. If you guys even go back to Sunday's episode, I think, um, I think Zach, you even said that the previous support from last week for uh, NAK was in the 140s. And I think I even stated that it, it might find, as if we see that support rise to the 150s or 160s, that's a general sign of an uptrend, support rising. And now she closes the week in the 150, so we do see that that support is rising. So it's really just uh, in due time that NAK finds its way back over too. Very true. That's exactly right. That support did rise. That is not even a, a question. It really did go up from what it was before, which means a lot more people are holding long term, which is great because people have people are seeing the potential. 
just like we are. So let's hope that they get that uptrend going this week. And then last but certainly not least, uh, probably personally for me, I would say, Zach, uh, the bonus stock of the week. I think this company probably has one of the biggest potentials in terms of, you know, uh, creating its uh, drug for dementia, uh, an awful disease, ticker symbol ALEC. We called it out on our uh, midweek recap, which includes our bonus stock of the week every single Wednesday. Uh, it what it's currently trading at sixteen dollars. Uh, it kind of did sell off uh, towards the end of the week, just a dollar, but it's still a great entry point. I mean, they're kind of with with the statements that they've come out with. It seems like they're very confident in their dementia uh, trials for and their you know their treatment. And it's like we said, if on Sundays uh, or on Wednesday's episode, they are taking their time with this treatment, uh, making it last uh, ninety six weeks. And, you know, testing, uh, making sure that their volunteers and their participants are, you know, well taken care of and are responding well to the treatment. So uh, personally for me, I mean, I even loaded up on her on my personal retirement account because, you know, from what they've been coming out with and uh, what, what their competitors have been doing, they really sound like they have the most confidence and they have the most time on their hands to develop something that's really going to help uh, change a lot of people's lives. Exactly, and they hit that bottom at fourteen seventy on uh, Wednesday. We called it out Wednesday night, and ended it and ended up opening at around sixteen flat on Thursday today after we called it out, and then it ran all the way to seventeen fifty. So there was a really nice midday swing there if you wanted to just get in and make some quick profits. But Friday it did pull back a little bit, back down to the high fifteens, like fifteen ninety, fifteen eighty. So it never got back down to that 1470 level again. And it's up after hours Friday from 1567 to 1605 right now. So, I mean, there it seems like it's not going to go back down to that 1470. We don't know for sure if that's the, the for sure support because it might find a new support down the line depending on how it goes this week. But right now it's looking like that is a support. It ran the day after. And it hasn't touched that yet up after hours Friday. We're seeing a lot of good things on this company, especially with the dementia, with the potential huge monopoly on their hands, over $13 billion market by 2023, which is probably going to be the time that this stock actually, or this drug actually makes it to the market. So, I mean, it's going to be a huge catalyst there. If anything comes out between now and then with more good results from these trials. So. Let's just hope that 1470 was that bottom and people that are holding it can keep the, uh, keep the gains coming in. Exactly. And I'll transition this right into our uh, top three stock picks for this week. Now, like we did say, uh, this is a big week for the biopharmaceutical sector with a lot of earnings coming out. So um, I'll go ahead. We'll go into our first pick. Do we want to do the reiteration pick this first, Zach? Yeah, for sure. I think... Yeah, for the people who have been the OGs with us, I think we actually called this stock out either the first podcast or the for second. First episode. First episode of The Break Room. This is an OG-er's dream. The OG of the OGs. So, I mean, if you guys know the stock Coty, ticker symbol C-O-T-Y, they're huge in the whole beauty and cosmetics industry. And since we've act, I remember we called them out before based off that, Kylie Jenner acquisition and now since that's actually happened they've also taken a stake in Kim Kardashian's product line so I mean they're working really closely with the whole Kardashian family who 
obviously we know from their social media influence, they have lots of influence on the beauty and cosmetics industry. They've shown to be really successful in their respective industries. And on top of that, we're seeing an unprecedented opportunity right now to get in them because they are just way oversold. I mean, oversold on the five day, oversold on the 10 day, oversold on the 20 day, oversold on the 180 day charts. So, I mean, all we're seeing right now is potential for crazy upside, especially considering what the stock was at pre-COVID. Right now, it's only sitting at $3.67 a share, or like $3.69 a share. Pre-COVID, they were sitting comfortably in the 12s. So, I, and not even that, I mean, if you go back five years, they were above the 20s. And, and really, right now is practically the five-year low that they've ever been at. And with those recent acquisitions that they've made with the Kim K products and the other products with uh, Kylie Jenner, we really haven't seen what that's done for their company just yet until the earnings come out. And if their earnings show that a lot of people are still buying, especially their products, the Kardashians products, when the market starts going back to normal, people start getting more money in their pockets to spend. This is going to be one of the leading beauty and cosmetics companies because of just how successful they were they were already were before they made those two acquisitions and now that they have made them who knows where the upside is on this and not even that the fact that they're so low right now it's pretty much just a gimme on if you buy right now at these prices and wait a week or two you are a hundred percent going to be up on your money just because of literally how oversold it is on Every single chart I've seen, it's just, it's unprecedented opportunity. Especially, uh, you know, now more than ever with Coty, uh, they do have their quarter four 2020 earnings expected on eight, 827, and their quarter three were actually negative. So the opportunity is also there because it is completely oversold on the different studies that we do use to analyze that, either being RSI. Um, but with negative last quarter earnings, if we do see a positive, uh, for an, a positive next quarter earnings because of you know the economy, more job, more jobs opening back up, people having more money in their pockets to spend, we do see a negative to positive. That's always a great indication for investors, and that usually causes a great reaction for for shareholders. So, um, yeah, I mean, Coty really at this at this price is an absolute steal, and with the influence that they do have with the Kardashians reaching millions of, you know, whether you know whoever it may be around the world to to purchase their their products, this is a pretty much a gimme here. Exactly, it just honestly is so oversold right now. With all those recent acquisitions they had, it's pretty much just a recipe for for money. Let me be honest with you. That's why it was so urgent that we reiterated this stock right now is because, I mean, I never even thought it would have gotten back below the 370s like it did hit on Friday. So, I mean, pretty much I wish I would have seen it on Friday because I already got, I would have gotten in it and held over the weekend. Who knows what it'll open up on Monday at, but for sure Monday morning I'm, I'm diving in deep. Exactly. And I guess we'll go into our next pick. Uh, this is our second pick of the week. Ticker symbol is N E V N. Sorry, excuse me. N E R V Minerva Neurosciences ticker N E R V. So this is another biofarm uh, company. Like I said, big week this week for earnings. Uh, they actually report their second quarter earnings 
pre-market tomorrow morning before the morning bell. They have a conference at 8.30 where they're going to be going over their second quarter earnings. Now, for this for this uh, earnings play, guys, you guys have two options here because pre-COVID, this company was actually trading around $15, cent, $15 $13, $14, $15 pretty steadily with it with, you know, on the uptrend. Um, you know, obviously COVID took a giant hit on the market and it's now has been trading sideways between the range of 340 and 370 for about three months now. So positive earnings could really send this into a gap and send it back to a forward more momentum and a forward trajectory. So a great positive earnings for these guys could make could cause a gap here, but also, you know, keep an eye up. Uh, because the if the earnings don't beat the estimates or it wasn't what investors want, there's no guidance, whatever it may be, it's going to instantly become oversold because it's been trading sideways in that range for three months. It's going to, if there is a sell-off off bad earnings, it's going to be oversold and you guys can play that oversold correction, get a nice entry point maybe even in the low threes and possibly if it does go under three on bad earnings, you guys could play that overreaction. Uh, swing that correction and then get out Tuesday or Wednesday for a nice little profit. So you guys actually have two options here on uh, this play. Yeah, for sure. And, and what he said about how this stock has been trading sideways in the mid threes for a minute now, that's generally a, a telltale sign that a lot of people are holding this stock long term. They don't really care about the intraday trading moves that happen on this stock, even if it goes up. 20 30 cents a share they don't really care they're holding it long term which is great which means that they're seeing the potential in this company i mean obviously analysts are as well with analyst price targets ten dollars and above and they're only sitting at 348 that's more than 150 200 upside pretty much which is awesome as well as they actually exercised rights to get opt out of an agreement with jansen which is a subsidiary of johnson and johnson for one of their treatments because they actually know that this treatment's gonna do well on the market and they wanna make sure that they're getting all of the revenue they possibly can because they see the potential revenue in this, in this drug. So they don't wanna to have to play, pay anybody else royalties for signing a deal with them. They want all the money coming to them, which will provide a lot of mainstream revenue incomes or revenue income streams in the future. Yeah, and, and a company like this, you know, uh, shying away from a potential acquisition with such a bigger company shows confidence and belief in the company on you know the inside managers whoever it may be board so um, yeah we you, you guys got those two options uh, definitely be looking out uh, that conference is at 8 30 um, you guys could probably look it up uh, online if you guys do want to listen in uh, live on the conference and get those earning results and then I know myself, I'll be ready at 8.30 waiting for those numbers to come out to either play those two options that we gave you guys. So uh, N-E-R-V, so that is the first pick this week. Or sorry, second pick this week, excuse me. And the, uh, the third pick actually here is going to be Tricidia, ticker symbol T-C-D-A, which is also another one of these companies that was really high up there. It was actually sitting around the 30s, almost high 20s, and got sold out, sold off, beat down, and now they're sitting really low, practically almost at a. I think they're definitely at a one-year low for sure. Pretty much, I mean, one-year low is 1291. 
they're still only at 1338. So this is another one of those plays that is a really oversold play. I mean, it's been oversold now for almost two, three weeks. And on top of that, they also do have a PDUFA date coming up. And we've talked to you guys about these a few times, how those market uptrends before the anticipatory runs before usually give you better profits than even whether or not they come out and say it's approved or not. Usually you can make more money off just playing the pre-hype anticipatory run than actually playing off of whether or not they get that drug approved or not, which is great because right now, I think it's about when's the PUFA, PUFA date on this one? It's uh, August 22nd. They have their PDUFA date for um, their drug candidate. That's actually for acute muscle pain. And the thing about this, guys, it's actually super interesting. They actually uh, sent this same drug in for PUFA date back two years ago, actually. And the FDA returned them with a CRL letter, which means a complete response letter, pretty much indicating the FDA is not ready to approve it. And there needs to be some corrections that need to happen with the drug before uh, getting on the market. So this is actually this drug's second time around uh, seeking approval. So what does that mean? They had two years to, okay, this is what the FDA needs. This is what the FDA requires. This is what we got to fix. All right, let's get that done. Bada bing, bada bang, bada boom. Two years later, okay, FDA, we're back knocking. Here it is. What do you think? So that kind of shows me that they believe in it. If, if usually when uh, when a drug gets shot down by the FDA, personally, I've never rarely seen a company, you know, come completely full circle and say, okay, here it is. Here's the better version of it. So obviously they're, they're confident in their, in their drug. They're confident in what it can do and, and the opportunity that it presents on the market. And like Zach said, I mean, the 52 week high of this was $44 and the 52 week low was 1291 and we're at 1366. So you guys can really just see the upside that's going on here. And, um, and also, as well as the PUFA day coming on August 22nd, they actually have earnings this week on Wednesday. So uh, with positive earnings, either way, with good earnings, it could be the start of an uptrend, which could lead right into the pre-anticipatory run before their PUFA approval date. Or if the earnings aren't where it wants to be, um, you could always get a nice nice entry point close to that 52-week low or maybe even a new 52-week low and then ride that uh, pre-anticipatory run towards the August 22nd date. Yeah, 100%. The CRL complete response letter is that it was not a denial of the drug. It's not like they said, no, you're not getting it approved. They pretty much gave them what they wanted them to do with the drug, which was get a little bit more clinical data. So it obviously was a little bit insufficient. They didn't have as much data as the FDA wanted to be approved. So that's what they went back and spent that last two years on is doing more phase three trials on humans, making sure that it really is clinically safe and clinically effective for their patients. And from the studies that they've come out and done in those last two years, that's all it's been showing is that it is ready to get approved. So I think this second time around, it is going to get approved. The pre-anticipatory run on this one is probably going to be huge considering how low it is compared to its 52-week high, especially how close it is to that 52-week low. I mean, it's still a great entry point on this. And how many times that we've seen these pre-anticipatory runs go absolutely bonkers pre-PUFA date is, I mean, I can't even keep count anymore because it's just, it's such a consistent pattern with these biopharm companies is playing those 
consistent uptrends pre-anticipatory run for the for the PUFA date. So for sure, guys, I'd say put this one on the watch list, maybe throw a few in. If you're willing to dice around with the earnings calls, I'd maybe get in Monday, see how it performs throughout the week. If you're not as comfortable with the earnings, maybe wait till after Wednesday to get your entry point. But then again, who knows? It might already be in the 15th or the 16th, and it's not going to be as more. You're not going to be as comfortable getting in because it's not as low as it was. Personally, I think for myself, my plan of action is probably to get in uh, tomorrow morning and then, if anything, average down on a Wednesday's earnings and then hold it out and, and ride out that pre-anticipatory run and get out at a nice validation point and take some profit off the table. So this is definitely uh, you know, also a great company. Um, and I think that does it for our three stock picks this week, guys. Uh, obviously, getting closer back to you know schools opening back up we're going to be moving the setup back to uh florida state back up to tallahassee where we we are uh going to school so you guys are beginning a lot of different content when we're up there a lot of things are in the pipeline for us uh metaphorically speaking so you guys are going to be getting a lot a lot of new things out of the break room a lot of you know a lot of uh, audience engagement uh numbers have been going up like crazy i think we're really close to breaking 1500 and so obviously super thankful for that uh super thankful for the support and the feedback you guys have given us so i want to thank you guys again for checking back into the break room now go clock back in and we'll catch you guys on the next episode see you guys on wednesday Peace.